This is what the shit. I'm your host, Darius DC Chambers. We also have Chris G and Courtney D. And we are, again, what the shit. We are a podcast that likes to talk about anything and everything. We are part of the Black Gamut ENT family. And if you enjoy listening to us, you can give this a try yourself. You know what I'm saying? Just download the free Anchor app. Or go to anchor.fm and do it that way. You know, whichever is easier for you. But thank you for giving us a listen and continue to do so. Give it a second before I talk to y'all people because tonight, tonight, woo, tonight, I'm, I'm gonna let y'all, I'm gonna let y'all come in. In fact, you know what? Nah, we're gonna get y'all, we're gonna hit y'all with this. <laughs> Get out of here. Hey, what's going on, people? I don't know what's going on with that. I think John Gruden hacked my shit. Uh, Chris, what's going on, man? Come on in What's here. happening, man? I was like, I'm like, the, the intro was super short. Super short. Yeah, John Gruden, man. He uh, he got me. He got me, John Gruden. Shout out to John Gruden, man. It's the gift that keep on no, giving. Are we really you know. shouting out John Gruden? Yes, really I am shouting out. It was a slow news week. John Gruden was the gift that keeps on giving. I don't know if you know, but uh, the NFL has been watching the Washington Redskins because they are the Washington Redskins and they can't do nothing right. So they have been getting harassed. They have been harassing women in their workplace. So in uncovering what's going on with them, John Gruden has been sending these secret emails for seven years while working for ESPN while not coaching. He's been sending all these, he called the Morris Smith a big lip monkey. He trashed Michael Sam. And, and nothing oh, happened. Oh, no, nothing happened. See, here's the, here's the part that made me laugh. When he, the racist stuff came out, he didn't get fired. But when he talked about Michael Sam, mm, that got him. But that's not that's beside the point. The fact of the matter is he shouldn't be sending these emails because why? What is the point of sending these emails? Katrina, hello from Ohio. Shout out to Katrina Kilgore Hills Media, who <laughs> brings us our guests, who we're going to bring on. But before we get to that, there was one more thing. We're not canceling Dave Chappelle, people. It's not gonna happen. Sorry. Um no, not it's not just, just not happening. Not happening. Um you thought it wait, was. Wait, wait, before before you go on. It's not happening. I'm just letting y'all know right now that's not happening. We're not no. canceling Dave Chappelle. No, but what we are gonna do. <laughs> ah man. Chris, I'm gonna let you do the it. Black, I, the black delegation has fully announced that we are not canceling Dave Chappelle. But without yes. further ado. We have our special guest. Uh, you've known him. You've seen him in Lean On Me as part of the acapella group that was singing in the bathroom with Joe Clark, showing him what he can do. But the brother can blow. He's got some music for you. He's got some talent. We got Nitty Green. Come to the building. Uh, uh-huh. But wait, there's more. One-fifth of riff. One-fifth of beneficial. You, yes. you got to say that. OG Nitty Green. Let's, let's, let's do it. Yes. 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 We want more. Yes, yes. No, forget that. Hold on. Wait. No. Yes. We're going to do it again. We're going to do it again. Yes. Yes. New Jersey in the building. New Jersey in the building. Mr. Nitty Green, how's it going? 
Bless, man. Bless, brother. Hype. I'm trying to calm down. Thank you. You and me both. I'm not even lying. Put on a good hoodie today. I was like, I'm gonna put the good hoodie on today because we got company and anybody else would have got one of the regular hoodies. But you, sir, got the good hoodie. This is the good hoodie. Because here's here's my thought process. He can sing. So He's a sex symbol because he can sing. I can't sing. So I got to put my arms out so that I can minimize the damage of him taking all the women off the show. You feel me? Because oh, my guy can, I mean, I'm telling you, because here's, here's, here's the thing. I've heard the songs. I remember Lean On Me. Like that, see, let's, before we get to that, I'm jumping the gun. Let's, how, how did you get started? Oh man, you know what? Get, what, get, get started singing? Yes, like because yes. I know some yes. people had a story where they was just like singing, you know, singing in choir or just happened upon their their talent. You know, how how did you figure out like, hey, I can really sing? You know what, man, I never wanted to be a singer. You know, I'm gonna be honest <laughs> with you, I never did. I was more of a musician. You know, I played the drums for the junior choir at my church. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I had a stuttering problem, man. Like I I I really could not speak well you know um and my mother knew that she had to break that out of me or i was going to be shy just going to stay shy for the rest of my life so i used to sing songs around the house with my two sisters and stuff like that we used to mock my mother you know Mm -hmm. my mother was my influence i watched her sing in church stuff like that so uh, i always wanted to sing like her and my father so I pretty much just started singing around the house with my sisters. And that's when my mother knew that I could sing. And then one day uh, she gave me a song. She made me come off the drums and was like, listen, I'm going to ask you to lead this song. Name of the song was True Victory. I still remember the title. Um, And she made me sing the song. And that's when I knew because, you know, I started getting a whole lot of Amen. Amen. You know, if you know you're in a black church, you know when you can sing. If you don't hear nothing when you're singing, yeah. that's when you know you can't sing. But in a black church, you gonna know you can sing. Oh, that boy can blow. Oh, hey man, give it put it on again. Listen, Everything bro. else takes a back seat, even even the even pastors are sitting. Okay. Second deacon who they came up, he don't get the another chance. Deacon. He it's over. And then, you know I, knew then, I knew then. I knew then that um i wanted to do some singing you know what i mean it wasn't until high school you know i started singing more so that's it so now the fact that he says he didn't he didn't want to sing that's funny to me you know that's that's but the lord gives those gifts you just you can't give when you have a calling you can't really you know deny ignore it one way or another (laughs) is going to it's going to come out. Your mom made sure that it came out, and I and I love that because a lot. At, at, to me, when your mom knows you can sing, or you know your mom knows you can do something, and she pushes you towards it, you got to do it. Your dad, you might be like, eh, I don't know, but when mama say do it, yeah, you gonna do right. it. Yeah, ain't I no. Just, ain't no... <laughs> I I I definitely didn't want to disappoint her, so you know I tried it. I tried my hand at it. Like I said, me and my sister was just singing around the house it was never my thing it weren't it wasn't until high school you know what i mean and i'm sure we'll get into it 
on how you know riff got started and stuff yeah, that like was, that. That was that was that was my you next know? question because I was gonna ask you, did that start in high school? Well, you know what? Growing up in Patterson, New Jersey, I used to you know from church I started singing with a gospel group, a quartet group called Spotlight Gospel Singers that was made up. Um, this gentleman by the name of Al Jones, he saw something in a few guys in the community. He put us together and we started, you know, I was still the drummer now. I was still the drummer <laughs> for the gospel group, but he saw something as well. And he put a mic back there by me oh, yeah. and had me singing the top note. And that's how I knew that I could sing. So going into high school, man, you know what I mean? Um, how we got our start, how Riff got their start, you know, mm -hmm. you know, how we, first of all, am I moving too fast? I don't want to tell a story unless y'all ask me exactly no, no. what happened. Hey, it's the pace we have perfect. no segments. We have no script. This is, this is your show. We go. <laughs> I, I don't want to move too fast. Well, all right. So I'm not, we got, we got number time and I know the host, so we good. Don't worry right, about so it. I, I know somebody behind stage. My producer, <laughs> he'll get fired if he try to stop us. We we here for you. We talking to you. This is your story. This is your show. I'm just here to guide. I ain't even here to guide. I'm just here. All right, then. Along for the just ride. Here to hear the story. You know, let us to hear us. Let us hear the story and let the people out there too. The platform. No so, way. in other words, the platform is yours, sir. It's All right. Dirty. Well, basically, man. You know, growing up in the '80s, man. I'm watching all the entertainers from the 80s. I wanted to be like Michael Jackson and uh, uh, Prince and Force MDs and Stevie Force Wonder MD. and all yeah. these guys, right? Yeah. So, you know, you know, and singing in the gospel group, man, you know, so I knew that I, you know, that we, we had something. So, garage, no, going to high school, um, you know, we ended up um, getting together because Mr. Clark, Mr. Joe Clark himself, um, he had this thing about everybody in the school needed to learn this school song, Going Up Into Eastside. If you did not know it, you would be suspended on the spot. Oh, so, um, man, listen, one morning he uh, called my name. He said, Mr. Best needs to come down to the office. This is during homeroom. So I'm sitting there. It's like, did he, did he just call my name? He's like, Mr. Best, come to the office. I said, he called my name. <laughs> so I ended up going down there, and there was these two young ladies sitting in the office. He goes, Mr. Best, which one of these ladies you're dating? And I'm like, none of them. You know what I'm saying? He goes, yeah, okay. He said, Mr. Best, you are a playboy. <laughs> uh, he goes, and I, uh, just for that, he said, I, I want you to sing the school song. Somehow or another, man, I got out of it because it was secretary day. He told me, I'm not going to have you sing it today, but I'm telling you right now. He said, you're going to sing this school song tomorrow. He said, if not, I'm going to suspend you for 20 days because I don't like Playboys. Right? Oh, so immediately, I'm shaking in my boots because, number one, it was a lie. I didn't know these ladies. You know what I mean? I wasn't, you know, these were just girls that liked me. They wanted to talk to me. They went there telling Joe Clark stuff. Um, and so I went over by my cousin's house, Anthony and Dwayne. We put a rendition of the school song together and we came back the next day and he introduced us like this. He goes, ladies and gentlemen, because every morning, you know, 
he'll have somebody sing the school song. So this time it was me, Anthony, and Dwayne. We're standing there. And he goes, listen, he said, ladies and gentlemen, rise for the singing of the school song. He said, we have the Playboys. They're going to sing the school song. And if it's not good, I'm suspending Michael Best for 20 days, right? So we, yo, man, we busted out into the harmony. We started singing this school song, you know, kind of doo-wop gospel feel. As you know it today, that fairy side, that whole thing. And man, let me tell you something. The school went crazy. Mr. Clark went crazy. He demanded that everybody learn the song the way we sing it or be suspended on the spot. <laughs> so <laughs> that's how we got our break, man. We got famous right there in our own school singing the school song, not knowing that a movie was coming down the line you know yeah, he that's, that that's, later. that's what i want to ask because i never knew this was based on a true story mm -hmm. definitely i don't know if a lot of people know it was based on a true story so there is a real joe clark oh yeah morgan freeman portrayed and to me that's crazy because i've seen this movie if you're black you've seen this movie at least 2011 times you know yeah. I mean? you it's 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 cultural that you have to see this movie at a certain age, like it's the rite of passage that you see lean on me. If not, I don't know what to tell you if you haven't seen this movie, but the fact that it's based on a true story and the fact that you guys got your start that way and the fact that you guys were in the movie and I know they changed it a little bit to fit because you guys did, they actually did it in the bathroom, mm -hmm. which was an iconic scene because people, if they if don't nobody know lean on me, they know that scene yeah. in the bathroom. You know what I mean? So how did that scene like come about? Man, you know what, man? Um, that scene, you know what? They wrote that in. You know, Mr. Clark basically told us a couple months after that there was going to be a movie being filmed about him and Eastside High School. We didn't believe him. You know what I mean? <laughs> we didn't believe him, but he said, he says, um, Listen, he says, I want you you guys to be a part of it. So I guess the writers, the producer of the movie, they wanted to see us. So we ended up auditioning, you know, like like uh, for, you know, that fat kid, Sam's, yeah, that was in yeah. the movie. Riff became five guys. We all ended up auditioning for that role. Mm. You understand what I'm saying? We, we didn't make it. The fat kid came and blew it away. Jermaine Hopkins, that's my guy. He okay. came in, he blew it away. And he lived in the next town over, Newark, New Jersey. He came over, he nailed it. We were all signed to the same production company. And um, he ended up getting it. Um, like I said, they wrote that scene into the movie. Now, on the actual day we were shooting it, we were singing it too good at this point. You know what I mean? We, we, we killing it. And Morgan Freeman tells us, he goes, listen, he says, I just bust into the bathroom. You guys messing around in here. I'm getting ready to suspend you guys. He said, you guys got to be scared while singing the song. You can't sing it too good. And we ended up, man, singing it like the way he made us feel at that point, like just just the stairs and stuff like that, man. That was real. 
and it came off across that screen, man. Like it was magic time, man. So thank Morgan Freeman, man, for and putting that. I was gonna ask because voice I, of God like, People don't re- don't like. How was like? Because people, you feel Morgan Freeman, the the presence through the voice. But this was an earlier Morgan Freeman, he, and he still looked at old, even though he was young. <laughs> quite understand. Morgan Freeman is a myth to me because I mm-hmm. think this man was born Benjamin Mutton style. He, he was. was he was. Old, he gonna die old. He like, just had that old spirit. He just had that old spirit. Like... But how was that working with Morgan Freeman? Man, you know what, man? We thought Morgan Freeman would be like you know Morgan Freeman. You know what I mean? Like, I'm Morgan Freeman. I've been in everything. Um, yeah. You know what I mean? It wasn't like that at all, man. He was very uh, approachable. You know what I mean? Like I said, he would school us on, you know, the acting game. You know what I mean? On how to act and how move, how movies are done and made us relax and told us. He told us. He said, listen, when this this scene come out, my man. He said, I promise you, you guys are going to be famous. <laughs> he said, this is lie. great. He said, this is great. He said, he's, he said, I went back. He said, I watched some of it. This is after we cut it. He said, he went back. He saw it. He said, it was, uh, he said, man, he said, you, you guys are awesome, man. He said, good luck to you. If you ever need me, let me know. So we never, you know, had a chance to call him after that, but he he did Man, extend his hand and it was like, yo, call, call me. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just the flex of being able to say, like, yeah, I was with Morgan Freeman. He told me to call him anytime. Because I'm not going to lie to you. Me and Chris interviewed, and now I'm forgetting because you was talking about Morgan Freeman. Uh, uh, Ted Lange. <laughs> Ted, Ted Lange. And, you know, when Ted Lange do that on the love boat, he let us do that with him. I was, <laughs> for a week straight, I was telling people they couldn't tell me shit. That right there, when Ted Lange was like, that's how we going to finish, I was up here. Like, Ted Lange telling us, Isaac from the love boat. Again, if you black, yeah. you see lean on me, you know Isaac from the love you boat. Know Isaac, you know Isaac, man. You know Isaac from the love boat. I don't care who you are, where you from. You know that theme song. You know Isaac from the love boat. I was up here. After yeah, he was man. like, yeah, let's do that. And I was like, yeah. So you was with Morgan Freeman. So now I feel smaller compared to Ted. My Ted Lewis <laughs> in comparison. But at the same time, it's still a dope story. Yeah, so let's man. go. So after Lean on Me, yeah. what happened? Where does Riff go from there? We go out to Hollywood, man. When we ended up signing a record contract with SBK Records. Um, and we ended up going out to Hollywood for about 10 days to record our debut album. Um, uh, and it was a blast, man. Like, like we ended up, um, finishing the album, coming back home, waiting for the movie and the album to come out, man. It was crazy, man. But it was a ball. We're like kids, you know, just living the dream. You know what I mean? I want to send shout outs to Anthony and Dwayne and Stephen Capers, man. Rest in peace, Kenny Kelly. Like Skip Van Rensselaer, like these, these, this was the crew, man. You know, we were living a dream. You talk about five young kids from the hood. Now we over in Hollywood, mm-hmm. you know, filming the movie, man, and we in the recording studio, man. It was a great, great, great experience, man. I will never ever forget that. I don't lie to you. Yes. Um, See, I'm trying, I told you, we talked before I got on, and 
I'm trying to, because the stories, I love the stories. I love hearing mm-hmm. about, you know, people who who's grew up in a, an environment and you get out of there and you actually do something. It's dope to me, you know, to hear these yeah. stories. The there Was there any of the pitfalls of the music business, you know, at, at that time? Because we're not, I don't want to jump too far ahead. I mean, you know, you did lean on me. You guys do the debut album. Was there, you know, the the people trying to grab on, you know, turn you this way, that way, tell you how you should run things and, you know, all the, you know, the craziness of the, when you start out, was there any of that or was it just like a chill, nothing crazy yet? You know what, man? I'm going to keep it. Can we keep it a buck, right? That's what you it's said. But the name of the show is what the shit, sir. I mean, you know, if it wasn't the name, it wouldn't be. Hey, man, you know what, man? We saw a lot of things, you know what I mean? We had um, Hollywood uh, trying to, uh, you know, pull at some of us, you know what I mean? You know, mm-hmm. it was pulling at me, trying to get me to do another movie. At the time, I I, I was up for doing a, a movie called Toy Soldiers. They wanted me to do... Oh yeah, have a scene and like. Well, they wanted me to be one of the characters in Toy Soldiers. At at the time, my manager. Wait, which version? Which version? Because there's two versions. All right, so there's one with Lou Gossip Jr. in it. Okay, okay. So you the one where they're where they're at the Sean Penn, I think it was. Yeah, yeah. All right. So they 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 um wanted me to be a part of that. At the time, my management at the time, Skip Van Rensselaer, felt like. You know, just coming into the business, it was too early for Riff to start, you know, you know, for them to start pulling that stuff, like trying to yeah. separate us and stuff like that. And not knowing the full business, um, he just he just said it wouldn't have been a good idea at this time. You know, um, I wish he, you know, I wish we would have rethought that, like, you know what I mean? Because I would have loved to have done it. You know what I mean? And like pull the gang in, like maybe on the the soundtrack or something like that there. But I felt that it would have been a good move. I mean, but yeah, Skip was like our, he was like our father, man. We did anything that he told us to do. He just said, not yet. It's not the time. You know, if it was, um, you know, if it was any other time, like this is not the time. Because you guys, your album... It's not out yet. You understand what I'm saying? You, 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 you know, the movie is, has just come out. Just wait a minute. You know what I mean? So we decided to wait on that. So I felt like that was like, you know, Hollywood pulling at our management, trying to get somebody to get with our management team, you know, to, to manage the group. And it just started falling from that part, from that point, man. It was just that. You know what I mean? How you were pulling that, you know, trying to get somebody else in there to manage us. And we, yeah, we didn't you see that. I mean, you, you figure it, it would be, it, it seems like in hindsight, you know, it seems like a, a big, like one of the, one of the uh, uh, people that's watching said big mistake, Danielle. She said mm-hmm. like big mistake. <laughs> yeah, you've gone, you've gone from Morgan Freeman and then you would have been working with Sean Penn and Louis Gossett Jr. So it's just yeah. like, these are like mainstay Hollywood names, mm-hmm. you know, Hey man, you know what? What's for you is for you, man. I believe that. I just, you know, you know, I, I, I'm looking back at it now. It would have been great, you know what I mean? But hey, man, 
Listen, it is what it is, man. We kept moving, man. And Riff came out, man. We got three top ten singles on, on, on the charts. We started touring with Vanilla Ice. You know, we opened for one of the biggest artists on the planet at the time, man. We opening, we did a record with him, and we on the road with him. We skipped the club scene, went straight to the arenas. And then right after that, we went on tour with LL Cool J, the Mama Said Knock You Out tour. We was on so, tour with LL for six months. Let's listen, let's listen, let's Because you, you speeding past. I, I, now I'm going to slow you down because you, you can't uh, speed past that like you ain't just say that. Right, right. At the time, Vanilla Ice, LL Cool J. Yeah. At this time, two of the big, biggest stars, you yeah. know, on tour doing their thing. And y'all opening for them and doing music with them. I oh, can't yeah. let you speed past that. Like, I know you, I know I said you had free bread, but I'm at to bring you back in on this okay. one. Because <laughs> we're talking about two LL. big tours starting mm-hmm. out. A lot of people don't get to do that. Yeah. So let's let's talk about the, the Vanilla Ice tour. Yeah. How was that? And, and was there like a certain amount of dates? Like, how big was it? We were on tour with them for about a year. And I want to tell you, man, we, we, we were on tour with him here in the states and across seas so the biggest artist at the time he was the biggest right. artist right at the time that ice ice baby was killing him at yeah, the time. It, was. It, was it was crazy, crazy man it was crazy so you know like i said we skipped the club scene and went straight to the pop scene like straight up opening for vanilla ice and it was fun man we ended up you know, joining him on stage, uh, doing a, a song. Uh, we did the remix with him called I Love You. We did the video. We filmed it at Prince House, Paisley Park. It was amazing, man. Amazing. Aren't you glad we, aren't you glad we did not nah, breeze past nah, that? Nah, nah, he flexed it. Nah, he flexed it. <laughs> 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 I just can't mention nah. Prince. Now I'm about to put this. Like, okay. So smooth, though. He said it's so Because smooth, yeah, that's though. what got me. It was like, yeah, you know, we just it was at Prince House, you know, whatever. Uh, so, yeah, after we did that, no, the whole time out, you were at Prince's house. A lot of people don't. It's like, kind of trumps everything right now. This, <laughs> like, this is like this is this is this is this is monumental. You know. This yeah, is, man. We because you can't be like I was with Vanilla Ice on tour. You know, we talking about 50 states plus overseas. Mm-hmm. We did a remix to a song. Oh, and it was just at Prince House. Like, that just, that's not something yeah, everybody man. gets to say in their career, let alone in their lifetime. You know, you yeah, guys man. didn't just go from, okay, so I'm going to catch everybody up who wasn't here. You guys went from Lean On Me. Right. Dropping an album. Dropping an album. Forget going on tour. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, doing the club scenes and, you know, the little hole in the wall bars and you know you know you guys are selling you guys are going to arenas opening Mm -hmm. for one of the biggest artists at the time sell out shows yeah man you know what i mean doing music with him and then oh just so happened that we might have did a video at prince's house (laughs) (laughs) you know small flex (laughs) (laughs) i'm telling you first of all i was like bugging out because I'm a big Prince fan, you know. So when I found out that we were like going to his house to film, I'm just like, man, you gotta be kidding me, man. You gotta be kidding me. So we got we got there, we filming. Now I'm 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 I actually see Prince. I'm you know what I mean? Glad, standing in the I see him standing in the uh like he's standing 
standing in the hallway watching. So after we cut, I take off to go to see if I could, you know, say hello. And I'm, I'm chasing Prince through his house, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you. He I would have did the same thing. I'm not going to lie to you. I would have did the same thing. So don't feel bad. Right now, Prince, the same thing. Prince was my Prince, favorite artist. He's running from Nitty Green, son. He's running. I'm going through the guitar room, and I'm looking at where they make his guitar, his clothes. I'm looking in all the studios that's in his house, looking for Prince, man. It's crazy. And I never did get a chance. I never did get a chance to, to meet him, like, because it was fun to him, but I wanted to meet that joker, and I'm running through his crib. I'm looking at everything in his house. It was great, man. It was a great... Listen, man, we had a ball, man. Riff is... We had a ball, man. It was a ball. And then going 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 on the road with LL Cool J. Yeah, I was, was gonna ask, let's get to that story. Just the let's, let's not act like LL was under Ice Cube. I mean I, vanilla right. ice at the time. Like, you know, oh man. LL was crushing. He was flatlining the charts. Yes, he was. He was listen, man. This same show back. Listen. Yeah, right. It was a one man show with just him and the DJ. LL was smashing them with them hits, man. It was incredible. I think, to see. That, I think at that time, LL was like 10 years in the game at best. At incredible. Best. So, okay. I'm LL Cool J tour. The, the, uh-huh. the Prince story just threw you. <laughs> no, I mean, because I, I'm just, because I want to, I want to try to keep in my head, press, like, you know, like, you know, people no. pop in and out. So the LL Cool J tour, Vanilla Ice, you know, Big things, mm-hmm. and you guys are still young. Still young, God. man. So, so let's put that in perspective. You guys are just—I want to say, but let's graduate high school. When all graduate this high school, really man, we're literally living the dream. We did not see none of this coming. We didn't. We didn't see this. We didn't know. We didn't know what. First of all, man, we was just some church boys, you know, from the hood, chilling. We just got into high school. And I'm not like trying to go gospel on you, man, but like God just opened up the floodgates for us, man, and made that path for us to have a that's little real, fun. That's real. And that's what we did, man. We went out there, man. We had some fun. We made a little bit of money. I was able to, you know, bless my family, man, and get out of the hood a little bit, man. I was, you know, I got I got out of that thing. But man, okay, listen, listen, I believe that. You know, to all you younger artists that's out there today, man, if you have a dream, keep putting it down. And if it's meant for you, it's going to happen. But you got to love what you're doing. Don't go in it for the money right away. Like, just go in it. Because, you know, you want to show your talent. That's just a a little plug I want to tell the young folk. (laughs) (laughs) So, let's move on because... Let's get to Riff slash Men of Vision. How did yeah, that, how, how did Men of right. Vision thing come apart? I um well Riff had completed their second album. It wasn't going so good. We actually ended up leaving the label. Um and so we were in between looking for a new label. At the time, because we wanted to, you know, at this time, Boys the Men and Jodeci was crushing the charts. You have to understand. Mm-hmm. We came out the same time. 
so going into the studio, recording our second album, you know, we worked with different producers, uh, uh, Teddy Riley, Bernard Bell, um, Troy Taylor, uh, uh, The Flex, uh, it's the guys that did Runaway Girl for LL Cool J. Them guys that singing in the background, they, you know, ended up, one of the guys ended up being a member of Black Street, which is one of my friends, you know, Eric Williams. They produced some songs on the, the Riff sec, second album. So the, the, for some reason, man, the record company wasn't pushing that record. So we ended up leaving, right? Uh, so we ended up taking a break. Riff, and, and Riff, Riff decided to take a break, you know? And again, we're brothers. You know what I mean? We all decided to do different things. So myself, Anthony Fuller and Dwayne Jones, who are brothers, um, we had the opportunity to join Men of Vision. That story, you know, just happened. You know, Men of Vision, the original group, ended up breaking up, and they needed three guys. Well, two guys at first. And then they ended up taking us three into their group. We ended up um auditioning at Sony Music for Corey Rooney, um, Teddy Riley, uh, and all the execs, Tommy Matola, all of the execs, Michael Jackson, because we 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 were signed to MJJ, Michael Jackson's label. Mm. Okay. So okay, I'm I'm gonna have to I'm gonna stop you again because you you you're not okay. putting enough stank on what you're saying, sir. You gotta you gotta really so let's recap <laughs> teddy riley yeah michael Tommy Matola. Tommy Matola. like we talk about Matola. pillars at this time because teddy riley starting black street you know just Eric coming Williams, off right? just coming out a guy yeah yes. no 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 he was actually on tour with black street who was flatlining the charts at this time you have to understand this God, don't leave me girl black street me. was killing the game okay teddy riley was on tour with them um so we ended up signing a production deal with Teddy Riley because uh, Men of Vision was signed to Teddy. Mm -hmm. Teddy had to deal with Michael Jackson, okay? Mm -hmm. So MJJ Records and Men of Vision was a part of that thing. But we ended up auditioning for Teddy. was on the He actually was on the phone, Michael Jackson, Tom Matola, Corey Rooney, and the Sony staff, man. You know, we went in there. And we blew them away. So they was like, yeah, this is the group. So we ended up going into the studio. Spanky wrote a lot of songs, Spanky, Spanky Williams. And, you know, and then we had to turn in. We, we, we ended up going down to Virginia Beach to uh, finish up the project. Thanks to Yimmy Baba Tunde, our manager. You know, he put us up in a home down there. And we ended up, you know, waiting on Teddy to do couple records and stuff like that and the record came out didn't do too good but it was fun man you have to understand this we ended up touring across seas it was awesome man so we got our shot and i'm gonna tell you right now that group right there is i want to say one of the best groups i've ever sang in a super group and um yeah man we had a a shot to be on michael jackson's label mjj man it was great now, had you had you added, actually spoken to Michael Jackson or or Maddie? I I never said a word. It was more like I'm signed to Michael Jackson. I'm looking at Michael Jackson. 
he, like, dude, when you see him, he doesn't seem real. <laughs> I I can imagine. I'm not even gonna lie to you. Uh, yeah. he's going, oh man, he's, he's the biggest real. artist. So, the biggest. He was the biggest artist on the planet. There's nobody true, bigger. True. Facts, because facts. and I tell people this, I know Michael Jackson was one of the biggest because he had grown men crying. Come on, man! Right? And like yeah. ugly tears, like grown men, <laughs> snot, ugly snot bubbles, everything. <laughs> like you know what I mean? Like ugly. You got to be a huge talent to have somebody a grown man. Oh, oh my man. god, it's Michael! Yeah, yeah man. Bubbles. And... So before we get past that, you guys did the opening for Trippin. Yeah, so, man. The opening yeah. song, Break Me Off. Let's Break get into that. <laughs> Produced by Joe Thomas. Don't want to be a player no more. Joe so, produced that record. How, how, how'd that come about? Um, they, uh, Ken Komasar, uh, he made that happen. Him and Jerry Greenberg called him up, and they got uh, Joe to do the record. They wanted something like Housekeeper, which was on Men of Vision's first album. Mm-hmm. They wanted something like that, but in a new way. And who best to give you a love song that like meant something, that, you know, you felt it, than Joe. Come on, man, so, Joe Thomas. So did you guys work with Joe directly or was it just like he wrote the song and sent it off? We were in the studio, I think it was Quad Studios with Joe. And we sat so, down with Joe how, and he produced the record and it's great. So man. how was Joe? Because I mean, I, I, yeah, you're naming a lot of people that I listened to. I grew up in eighty. I was born <laughs> right. in eighty three. So all these are in my wheelhouse. You know what I mean? So how was Joe? Because you see, like Joe looked like one of them smooth dudes who don't really talk loud, but he don't talk low. Like he right there in the middle, some weird frequency that only he. It's can funny, talk. man. It's funny. <laughs> it's funny. Like my fondest memory, like working in the studio with Joe. Um, I sang background on the record. I did not sing lead. <laughs> so um, it was uh, more so Spanky and Dwayne sang lead on this particular record. So I, I remember sitting in the studio with Joe. The lights is dim. You know Joe black as hell. So he, he's sitting there, you know, like real smooth. He's like, yeah, man, come on, nitty, you up, man. You up. All right, so I go in. Sing the parts. It's basically, you know what I mean? He had me doing a couple parts in the um, backgrounds, man. He's a smooth guy. Quick. Quick. He knows exactly what he wants. He's a genius, man. A genius. Joe is a genius. So, you know, I know it is safe to say that, you know, you, you, you're around legends. You're surrounded by legends. And, and that's not like like it just happened by accident. Like this no, is this it, is all too coincidence. I don't believe in coincidence. I don't believe <laughs> you go from Morgan Freeman to Vanilla Ice to LL, LL Cool J, cool J Teddy Riley, Michael Prince. Jackson, Tommy Mottola, Prince, <laughs> and then Joe. You know what I mean? Like that's just too too much. Like right? Like it just can't be. It's by design. Been, I, you what, know what? What has your what has your your mental state and your emotional state like every 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 time you came around? Or we're finished working with one of these legends. Like, did you go home? Like, yo, I was chasing Prince to his house. You know what, man? <laughs> I mean, you, you you have to know we were young. You know, it was a lot. We were young, man. You know, we you know we was wearing leather and 
you know, we had a little money in our pocket, man. You know, you know, the ladies was around. <laughs> it's crazy, man. You know what I'm saying? It was a lot of things happen. There's a lot of distractions to sit back after it has all went away to really sit back and to understand the level um, of which like, like the presence, like I sat in greatness, man. Like it blows me away sometimes, man. Like I'm serious, man. Like just to have worked with these guys, it's just incredible, man. Incredible, incredible. I'm very thankful. I'm blessed. And listen, man, we still putting down great, Great, great music, man. You know, I was gonna say, no, no, let's not act like we we still ain't got stuff coming out. Let's not, oh, no, man. Riff is definitely, um, we're we're definitely still in the studio, man. We're we're planning on dropping a Christmas single on um, this November, um, and we're working on our project that we're looking to release at the top of the year. Hopefully, like we have a whole project done. Riff has a whole pro- project done already. Now, Middle Vision, I don't know if y'all uh, know of a producer named Dinky Biggums. He, he, he um, was part of the group, the Jamaica Boys. He's a great producer, um, songwriter, man. Like, he's orchestrated this Middle Vision project because of COVID. We weren't able to get in the studio to do it. He's a very popular producer. Now he's off working on another project. Um, but we're looking to get down to do the Minivision project and get that out, man, real soon. So there's a, there's a, there's a lot of stuff going on, man, musically. And you got the Nitty Green project, of course. He's working on his stuff. I <laughs> mean, you... <laughs> I, I I've heard Lil Birdie told me you got some stuff coming out. Uh, oh yeah, you know. Oh, yeah. And all like, of them. Uh, listen, and every and you, you know what? I like to say that everyone in the crew, like in the Rift crew and the Minivision crew, I got. Listen, man, we staying active, man. Like the boys, like I got two guys from from Minivision that's singing with Shy mm. right now. They're helping Shy out on the road. And we're still trying to put down music. So everybody's just trying to stay busy, man, in the game. But we are all family and brothers. And you're going to see projects from everybody. So you just, mentioned you mentioned earlier that the producer for the footage Jamaica Boys, due to COVID, you couldn't. We get couldn't that, right? get down. We couldn't get we couldn't get everybody down to his home mm-hmm. to work at the time so it's you know it was just it was just bad you know what i mean no yeah. nobody yeah. wanted to catch this thing yeah. cats wasn't getting vaccinated i'm like yo i'm not going down there you understand what i'm yeah. saying yeah. And i wasn't the only one i don't want to make it make it seem like it was nitty green fault that it didn't get done it was um the group as a to- total package decided that we're just gonna fall back for a minute until we get a handle on what's going on in the world so we can get down there and put the proper attention on the music yeah that needs to be you, brought forth yeah i was gonna ask you for that this, what has been like a year and some change since yeah, the man. pandemic hit did that allow you to uh go back look at some add more ammo to the to the to the tank on what what you got for minivision for what you got for riff did you 
you just add more product, add more product, and you like, yo, when this thing blows over, <laughs> Did you, the man said riff is already done. Like this stuff is already yeah. ready to go. Yeah, I riff. Mean, that, go, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, DC. Yes, I mean that. That's to me. That's that's crazy because y'all never stopped working. Like we never stopped right? working, man. Right. Which is a, like I told you before. That's a testament. I get excited when I see people with longevity over you know what i mean like you can have a quick hit and you know be out the game flame out just like that but to have the longevity that you guys started before high school let's say going into high school and still to this day making music to somebody like me who was growing up loving music and enjoying just hearing the stories of like like i to me this day right here one of my best moments like this tops i haven't been doing this long so to have the longevity you have i kind of hope i kind of well maybe not a podcast i want to start a tv show but that's neither here nor there to have the longevity that you guys have had and still have like projects okay we got projects done we just ready to drop that says a lot because you have a lot of younger artists who don't put in that work who don't even who don't have the mentality to keep going like I'm pretty sure you're probably writing stuff just like on a, just like, Hey, let's, let's do this. We might not even never do nothing with it, but just to have it there in the arsenal to me is dope. Like that's. Well, you know what, man, we're getting old. You know what I mean? You get wise. <laughs> you know, we're getting old. A hundred thousand. You know what I mean? I, you know, <laughs> I try to, I try to keep it young as much as I can. You know what I mean? I mean, the music, is definitely uh you know there's some things we have to go back in and change you know music has changed but let's just keep it real yeah music has changed drastic drastically you know what i mean so we're trying to keep up with the times and at the same time um keep it authentic to who you are you know what i mean so on my solo stuff i'm trying stuff man that i've always wanted to try by myself you understand what I'm saying? And it's coming out exactly the way I want to, man. If nobody buy it, I'm still happy. You know what I mean? Because, you know, you have to love what you do first. You can't be in it for the bread, man. I'm telling you, if you in it for the bread, y'all, <laughs> stop. You know what I mean? Stop doing what you're doing. You got to love what you do and the money will come. So, Hard work pays off, man. I got a great team working with me right now. You know what I'm saying? And I'm, I'm, I'm really blessed to be around some fellas, man, that love the, to still sing and stay true to the art. Yes, Riff has a project coming. Minivision has a project coming. As soon as, you know, Bruno Mars dropped this next album and open up some more doors, we coming through that boy smoking, man. <laughs> so I want him... I want him to win. Yo, we are begging for this Soul Sonic project to come through and destroy the game so we can get some more singing going on, man, so that the real shit can come back, man. For real. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, we do. I think you meant, like you said, you mentioned the Soul Sonic, and that is something that truly is missing in music nowadays. Is you, We don't have that that real, like you said, real R&B will be back. Exactly. We don't have a lot of that in, you know, 
we still have some of the cats, you know, like Isley brother or Ronald Isley, you know, it's trying to keep, you know, they're keeping the, you know, Charlie's and everybody else, they're keeping <laughs> the thing going. But when you have cats like yourself, mm-hmm. and the vision, you got Riff, you got Bruno Mars, you have Anderson Pock, who's fucking talented. Oh, you amazing. Know, you know, giving you something you're like, yo, I can listen to this again because we were missing this. This is what was going on. So that is a dope, dope. <laughs> yeah. Hey, man. Listen, I'm begging for everybody to win. You know what? And you know what? I just want to say we're not the only ones, man, that's holding on to material. You know what I mean? A lot of artists has albums in the can you know what i mean they're just waiting for the right opportunity to drop it where where it doesn't get missed so riff is definitely one of those 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 group that has projects on top of projects we got about two albums in the can you know what i mean in a vision it's not going to take us you know it's going to take us probably 10 days to get about 40 songs done you know what I mean? So it's that's it's that's it's just like that, man. So music music is universal, man. We just want it to come back um the right way, man. And I, I think like, you know, this Bruno Marsh, man, and he's just dirty with it, man. I love it. I love it, man. So I'm like, I'm hoping, I'm hoping. Well, you know what? He's setting it up, man. So it's definitely it's definitely gonna happen, man. You will see these records coming out man so i'm hype i'm excited man i'm excited got us excited no man, i ain't gonna lie to you I... so <laughs> let's get into who are some of your i'm not even gonna call them influence because i'm pretty sure you influence them who are some of the artists that you like or listen to right now right now ah man right now who do i listen to i like lincoln park man i like um Maroon Five, um, Roger so Ortega. <laughs> He's an okay. artist. Okay. That's 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 my boy. Um, Katrina. Uh, uh, <laughs> yo, for real, man. I I ain't even lying, man. Um, um, you know, I I I still listen to. Uh, well, I like Chris Brown, of course. I listen to Chris Brown. I listen to. Justin Bieber stuff. I like all the women singers that's coming out with stuff that be dropping the material. I love what they're doing. So, you know, man, I, I'm I'm open to everything, man. My ear is always listening. I'm not shy to anything, but I always reflect back to the 80s. I'm still listening. Like if I, you know, when I get up in the morning, I'm rocking the '80s, man. I'm listening to the '80s, man, because I'm I feel like I miss something still. You know what I mean? I'm in the car. I'm rocking the '80s. I'm listening. I'm trying to find something that I could probably rehash and bring it back. So, so. I, I, that was going to be one of my other questions. Let's let's go back to some of your earlier influences mm-hmm. that really, you know, shaped what you what you loved about music. Hmm. Um, Gladys Knight and the Pips, The Temptations, The Force and D's, like I said, New Kids on the Block, The New Edition, Bobby Brown by himself, um, Stevie Wonder Man, Charlie Wilson, The Isley Brothers, all those cats, man. R. Kelly, you understand what I'm saying? Like, these are the cats, man, 
that put a dent in the game. Usher, you understand what I'm saying? Like, like these are Justin Timberlake. Like, I can go on and on and on. But we talking back in the day. Back in the day was more so, you know, Prince, Michael Jackson, Fawcett D's, the group today, um, um, all the Teddy Riley stuff, man, that they was doing back in the day. Babyface, Jimmy Jam, and Terry Lewis, oh, Karen White, Janet Jackson, all those guys, man. Man, I'm gonna tell you right now that that was a fire mixtape. If you had some of them on <laughs> yes, there, they the on, man. remember back when you used to get that to a girl, you because you couldn't use two shot to talk, so Look. you made that mixtape and gave it to us. That tape, man. Cats don't Look, do that, that no more. All, they don't. They don't. They don't. <laughs> yeah, that was that was some smooth it's, stuff because you made it. You set up all night. They don't record, they don't record it off the radio. <laughs> <laughs> oh, record it off the radio. Then you got to. Now you date yourself because you remember you had to take it. You had to find the right song. Yeah, man. If the radio might have played it twice a day, so you had to be waiting at the gun to pit record. I remember that, boy. The DJ didn't talk over it. Oh, the DJ talking over it killed it for me. Yeah, this is 98.5. The way Mm -hmm. you get to talking through the intro, like, no, no, I need the Mm -hmm. intro, bro. (laughs) 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 I need the intro. She ain't gonna know without it. Um, (laughs) this has been dope. So, you mentioned Stevie Wonder. Yeah, man. He, man, how can I put this? A lot of his stuff gets sampled today. So <laughs> if you could sample, what would be your fire sample? Like if you can go back, take a song, remix it, what would that song be? These three words, man, Stevie Wonder. It's crazy, man, because he's such a genius, man, within himself, you know, just watching his career, you know what I mean? And Riff had a chance to, uh, we bumped into Stevie Wonder at Friday Night Videos, and we ended up singing on Friday Night Videos with Stevie Wonder. It's, It's noted online. You can go online and pull it up, and you'll see Riff and Stevie Wonder singing together. I uh, take six song, Oh Mary, Don't You Weep. And let me tell you something, man. Um, like, we had came in there to promote the movie White Man Can't Jump, right? With uh, Rosie Perez, Wesley Snipes, and Woody Harrison, right? Mm-hmm. So we, we uh, went to Friday Night Videos to promote that. Produced by Dallas Austin. Shout out to Dallas Austin, man. Dallas Austin is yes, the man. Yes, yes, yes. Man. So, I'm, I'm gonna have to pause you there because again, you, <laughs> you just dropped not putting enough stank on it. Yeah, you dropping names, but you ain't you working with it's you real. working with top top flight talent. Shout out to Dallas Austin. You just happen stands to run into Stevie Wonder. He like let's sing a song. Dallas no, Austin. No, let me tell you how that happened, man. We <laughs> in, we went into Friday Night Videos to do a segment on Friday Night Videos promoting White Men Can't Jump. So we're singing. We just got in from London mm. with. Um, and you know, we tired. So we, you know, our manager, you know, our tour manager, John Dubuque is like, yo, listen, we need you to, you know, warm up the vocals. Let's, you know, y'all sing something. So we started doing Oh Mary, Don't You Weep by Take Six. Didn't know Stevie Wonder was down the hall. So he heard us singing the song. He told Frankie Crocker from, um, 98. Yeah, he he worked at WBLS, but he told Frankie Crocker 
to go get us and bring us down to him. I swear to you, man, this is no lie. When he came up, he said, hey, hey guys, listen, we um, want to skip your segment. You know what I mean? Because Stevie Wonder wants to do the segment with y'all. He said he wants to sing the song, Oh Mary, Don't You Weep. And he wants to do it with y'all. So he said, I want to bring y'all down to meet him. Yo, man, we, yo, we went down there. They, they walked us down to Stevie Wonder. To this day, man, I straight up believe that Stevie Wonder can see. I was going to ask you a question because there was a comedian who made a joke in his, but it was, he was saying it was real that Stevie Wonder could really see. He just, it's not full. Cause I, my grandfather was blind, but my grandfather could cook breakfast and play solitaire. So I don't think my grandfather was blind. Cause he also could whoop ass like no other so for a blind man. <laughs> he could whoop ass. So I don't believe Stevie Wonder was like fully blind. I believe. Yeah. I believe. He was sitting, he was sitting <laughs> in front of the keyboard. Right with the mic and we walked in and Stevie Wonder stood up, stood up and turned our way and was shaking our hands, like, like walking down the line, shaking our hands. What's up? What's up, y'all? What's up? What's up? And I was like, what? And anyway, to make a long story short, that flip, that bug, bugged us out. But man, we couldn't even sing the song. Now this is a song that we kill. We are singing on Arsenio Hall. Yo, my man, when we got with Stevie Wonder, we could not give the best rendition of the song because he was demolishing the record. You have to understand this. Demolishing the record. But pull it up and look at it, man. You'll see our faces. Our faces is it's crazy, man. It's crazy. <laughs> So we're not gonna skip past that y'all did our skinny Arsenio Hall neither. Mm -hmm. um, One how of was the that? Best talk shows. Oh man, our generation. Arsenio was uh, a blessing to our career, um, to a lot of artists' career. You know what a I mean? Lot people, a lot, yeah. a lot, a lot, a lot of the people that wasn't on the pop charts. Um, Arsenio had a platform that they could come to. If you were hot, you you could come there. And promote your music on his show. So um, Riff Riff made it on our Senior Hall show, man. And let me tell you something: each visit was a blessing, man. He was one of the nicest guys. He was behind us, and you know he he really needs to reboot his show I and come back, man. Right. Or, or just let it. me take over. Stay well, because no, I mean, that's when I first started this, that's kind of what I, I, that's not how I first started this, but I realized that there's a lot of people who don't get that opportunity, who have talent, who has something to say, who aren't getting the mainstream, you know what I'm saying? Who aren't. And I just felt like it's, it's, fun to be able to let these people come on and tell their story so that's right. how it's kind of evolved you know what i'm saying and i've always told people like if i could take this and make it a talk show and give people a bigger platform it would be dope um because it's I gonna happen this. man it's gonna happen well I stay to the grind man the way your career man, has happened if you say it i believe it i don't man, know it's not i believe him yo i don't know why nah. but i do i believe him yo uh it's, it's <laughs> gonna happen brother just stay to to the grind, you know what I mean? And, you know, 
do your research on your guests and have try. fun with it, man. Somebody's gonna see it, gonna pick it up, man. I do a podcast every Sunday night called Vibe Sessions. You read my mind because I was gonna get in there. Called Vibe Sessions, and me and my little brother PIE with our producer, Danielle Silverman. We on every Sunday at seven o'clock and we talk life, love, and music. And let me tell you something, man. It's been a blast. We've been doing it for about a year and it's it's growing and i believe that something's going to come out of that man we just going to stay to it man stay to it. you stay to it man this this is a this is a great great platform man thank you coming man again i'm coming from you that that says a lot because you know greatness when you see it uh so i appreciate it even if i can get one fourth of that out of me because <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I mean you the, i ain't even gonna say a brush with greatness i mean you rubbed elbows with a lot of people who a lot of people grew up either idolizing watching wanting to be like wanting to just see you know just be able to, to just be around and the career that you're and having, to, I'm not gonna to say be, have to be because you're room. still doing this. You know what I mean? Right. Um, that would be disrespectful on my part to be like, oh, the career you had because you're still doing this. Um, and it's a testament, man. And like I said, it's just Stevie Wonder. It's just to run down the list, the six degrees of separation from Nitty Green is is big. It's huge. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> you know what? I mean, you know, not yeah. when when you have people who like like DC said, just idolizing at least one of these artists. You've managed to meet. Let alone 20,000 of them that you have met. You know what I mean? man. Listen, I've met a lot of folk, man. But you know what, man? They are regular folk like everybody else, man. Like, like I think I ran into one um, celebrity, man, that crushed my heart. Like, mm -hmm. like I was, like, I was disappointed that, that um, he was like this. You know what I mean? Like, I, I just felt like he disrespect. Like, he was just disrespectful. Like, I've never ran into... Brother, I've met Tupac. You understand what I'm saying? I've met different artists. But this one... This <laughs> one... One... This one... Guy... And I want to say his name. I want to say his name because I... I could see that he was probably having a bad day. But I... I was crushed because I was hyped because Criss Cross was like so large at the time. You understand what I'm saying? They were so large mm -hmm. at the time. And we we were in the studio right next to Criss Cross. They was working on a second project. And Jermaine Dupree was, was in the room next door. So one of his people was like, yo, you know, we are in the lobby. And he's like, yeah, I want you to come in and meet, the, you know, Jermaine Dupree. I was like, yeah, all right, cool. Yo, I'm, I'm so excited. So we walk in. You know, he's busy. He's busy. He's doing, his, he's doing his thing. He was actually listening to a beat when I walked in. And he turned around and was like, yo, who is this? He was like, yo, this is that group riff that was in. You know, this is one of the singers. He was like, all right, get him out of here. And I was I was crushed after that, man. I you know what I'm saying? I never felt like this, you know what I mean? Because one, I didn't ask to come in there. The guy was yeah. he, he wanted me to come in to meet him. Two, to to like look at this dude, I'm like starstruck. 
you know, first of all, I'm starstruck that it's Jermaine Dupree. And the woman said, yo, get, get him out of here. I was like, man, no problem. He's having a bad day. But I love him. I love the, the music that he, he put down. as a big fan. And, um, you know, I hope to meet him again one day and remind him of that. That one thing, man, you know, I hope he can make that right. Because he was, see, but I understand. He probably was having a bad day. Get him out of here. It's like, oh, shit. But I got to go back because you, you, you sped Tupac. past Tupac. Like, you just. <laughs> <laughs> no, man, everybody met Tupac. Well, I mean, again, I haven't met Tupac, so everybody hasn't met Tupac. I'm just saying. Everybody met Tupac. I grew up. My dad, my, now here's the thing. My dad was, he wasn't churchy at the time, but the only person my dad listened to was Gerald Levert and Tupac. Them the only yeah. two CDs he ever owned. Yeah. All of Tupac, all of Gerald Levert. So it depend on what mood he in, what music he was playing. So if I got in the car and hit him up was playing or Tupac was playing, oh, I knew he was about to be some trash. Yeah, man. But so how was Tupac? Quiet. He was quiet at the time when I was messing with him. I was actually um, in a... Uh, at a showcase with Shy, you know, uh, I was, you know, those those are my boys, Darnell, Varenselier, um He's like my brother. So Shy was performing, and he Shy took me with him. Yeah. You know what I mean? He took me with him to the concert, and Tupac and Jodeci was there, and uh, uh, um, um, Dave Hollister. That's the first time I ever Dave heard of Dave. Hollister. Dave Hollister. This is the first time I ever heard of Dave Hollister, but he went on stage with uh, Tupac and Digital Underground. So, and Tupac ended up doing that Brenda mm-hmm. and was destroying the building, destroying the building with that joint, man. But uh, yeah, yeah. But I, I met him backstage. He was real laid, real laid back. You know, what's up, Tupac? He's like, what's up, man? Like nothing, because I'm getting ready to go on, go on the stage and crush it. I was like, "That's what's up." He went on stage and crushed it. Just, just <laughs> what he said he was going to do, killed it. See, the more we talk, Icons. the more, the more I, the more shy. If I ever fall in love, thank you, yeah. comforter. Yeah, <laughs> Dave yeah. Hollister. Mm-hmm. Did, like you have. Uh, You've had a blessed life, number one. Let's like to say. you, this is normal. Have a blessed like, he's, he's right, like, right, you're right. nonchalant as hell with this. Like I know nonchalant when I see it because that's me. But right now I'm not because I'm super like I said, you've met a lot of people and you've done you know, you've your longevity again, it speaks to your longevity that you've had the 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 the, the presence to be in with these people and it, they not only accept you because they're with you and talking to you and, and you're with them, it's just like that to me that's dope. You know, yeah, and, yeah and these are regular people, to... man. These are regular, regular guys. Like Shy is like family to me. Like his father, Darnell's father, managed Riff. So we actually went to school. Darnell went to Eastside High School. So when that whole Eastside, you know, us doing the movie and stuff, he was watching this this go down. He just graduated when this was going down. He went down to Howard and started Shy and blew up after that you instead of saying so it's crazy so yeah man it's, it's all it's all it's all family listen to be honest with you man i've been blessed and to to come across a lot of folk you know what i mean i'm so blessed that riff 
is still here to put down music. I'm so blessed to 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 still be here myself. You know what I mean? To just be here. You know, we lost a lot of people with the COVID thing, man. And you know, I'm just trying to stay healthy. You know what I mean? Eat right and to be that rock star that I am, baby. I'm trying to be that rock star, baby. That's it, man. I'm trying. I'd like to send a shout out to Kick Up Your Heels Entertainment. I love Katrina, man, and Rachel. They doing a thing for me. I'd like to send out to Vibe Sessions, man, like Danielle and Pi. I love you guys. Boom. My boys with sound. You know what I mean? Men of Vision. Love you guys, man. This has been dope. Next year, man, it's our year. We coming. <laughs> I believe. Hey, I believe him, yo. I don't know why, but I do. I believe him. And if you think it's a game, you think it's a game. Because <laughs> the man says so himself, and I believe him. Oh yeah, man, we coming. We bring in the music, man. Go listen if you can to all your, you know, your followers, man. If you're looking for some good music, check me out, Nitty Green, Spotify. Look me up, man. No, no. See, you giving them an option. Here's what we gonna do. What y'all going to do is do what this man just said. Ain't no if, ands, or buts about it. You're going to take your hands, type in the keyboard, nitty green, and you're going to listen to one and all of them tonight. Because you ain't got I shit else to do. I have, no three records. No I have three solo records out there right now, man. Don't tell me um, they don't want to see us. And with yes. me is on Spotify. Y'all go follow me, man. Put me on the playlist. Play, you know, get to know who I am as a solo artist and look up Rip Sounds, man. We have a couple singles out there right now, and we're going to be coming to a city near you next year. We're going to be on tour, God's willing, man. And, you know, we just, we just going to have some fun. This has been, this has been, I don't, been speechless of a nymph. You? <laughs> me? Yes, me. Look, Wait. he, he got me when he said he was in Prince's house and seen him. And I'm I, gonna lie, I, I still didn't recover from that, but I was I've been yeah. faking it until I make oh, it. Oh, Prince, yeah, man. Prince is, oh, man. Listen. I was envisioning the whole thing of him chasing, going through the guitar room. Yeah, him. yeah, man. Prince was, running uh... around. <laughs> 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 yeah, man. So, I mean, I one want to thank you for coming on with us. No nah, man, thank this you, brother. A, a, a pleasure. A um, I'm gonna save what I need to say for the end because I don't want to get all sappy. But it's been a pleasure, man. And thank and you, DC. I, I appreciate it, man. To you, listen, you and you and you and Chris is lit right now, man. Let's get it, B. Like, listen, when we get ready to drop this new music. Can we come back on? Can I bring the group on? I, hey, I was I was gonna actually ask you if you was if you would, uh, but I didn't want to be because you know I'm still a small fish in a big pond just trying to swim out here, you know. But I was gonna ask if we could, yeah. you know, have an exclusive as I bring my mic up to the top. I yeah. uh, <laughs> we, can, yeah, we can definitely, definitely make that happen. I don't care if I'm out of season. I will make a special episode for you, brother. It, it's anytime you're welcome okay. here anytime man bring everybody bring one bring all i don't care um i enjoyed this um immensely immensely like say, this I like that's not even the like best i get I juice right for now. shows and I, I get that extra amped energy i'm not you know it's crazy but when that red light come on 
it, 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 to me at Showtime. That's but this dope, right man. here was a whole different level for me because, again, growing up in the hood, I, I'm going to say that. But yeah, we, we group bring them. You yeah, man. bring them. Right. The door's I'm, always open, man. You get, listen, the door's always open. <laughs> thank you. I really, really, really do appreciate that, man. And we have some stuff coming. We definitely want to come back. Nah, I, I definitely want to bring the group back, man, for sure. Let's do it. Well, we it's done. You guys heard it here. Yeah. They're coming back. We're getting exclusive. What the shit? If you don't know now, you know. Uh, uh, we usually do this thing called parting shots before we go. It's that last chance to tell everybody what you want to tell them, where to find you, um, any hardcore soft message, anything you want to say. Here's that time. Nitty, you would guess. The floor is yours. Parting shot. Hey, man, listen, thank y'all so much for showing up on today. I really appreciate it. You can follow me at Nitty Green everywhere, meaning Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Spotify, like everywhere. Nitty Green. Google me. You know what I mean? You, it's, it's all there. Follow me and, and, and trust me, the music is coming. And I promise you the music that is there already, you will enjoy it. If you like music. You will enjoy my music and Rich music and Minivision's music. And just look for us next year in a city near you. And check me out on Sunday nights, man, on Vibe Sessions, man. At Vibe where can Sessions they find official. That's Vibe Sessions Official. That's on Facebook. We do the same thing, StreamYard, man, right there on Facebook. We do it every Boom. Sunday at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We'll be there. Definitely. Be in those comments because I am not a friend of Nitty Grave. I don't know if y'all know that, but we are officially friends. We, so we are, I'm bro. growing in this business. I'm friends with Nitty yes, Grave. I'm friends with, and I forgot his name because I'm friends with Nitty Grave, so it don't matter. Chris. I thank y'all so much. This has been fun, man. Uh, wow. How do I top that? I can't. Oh, That's why you went and I didn't. <laughs> I anyway, you can check me out. You can, <laughs> right. Here we'll hear it. Thank you think you make it. Um you can check me out. You can meet me in DC and Candy B every Tuesday at 8 30 on Facebook. Also on stream or you can check us out on Facebook and YouTube Live. Uh we talk on Blurred's Eye View. We talk about comics, TV, film, we do reviews. We have a lot of laughs. If you didn't catch us last night, if you're trying to figure out what NGN means. You need to oh, watch yeah. the show. If you're trying to find out what B and E means, you need to go back and watch the show or even listen to it on anywhere you can listen to the podcast. Um, check out our link tree, Blurred's Eye View. That's all one word. And yo, Nitty Green. Yes, sir. <sighs> Thank you, brother. Thank, uh, you, man. <laughs> Thank you, man. I appreciate y'all so much, man. So yeah, well, I guess it's up. my turn. Uh oh, wait, we got a new comments. I'd like to. Yep. Yep. It's 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 yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, so yeah, I guess it's my turn to do my spiel, but before I do that, I do want to say thank you to Nitty um and, and Katrina from Kid Girls Up Media for coming to us. Um and 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 being here. Um for those who don't know, quick story. I wasn't supposed to be here doing this show. The show wasn't supposed to be. Um, we're not supposed to be in our fourth season. Um, I wasn't supposed to be a host. I wasn't supposed to be uh, doing this. 
I was not supposed to be because the people when we went to school to do our thing, I was more of a second fiddle, I was, which I don't believe in that because I know I'm a leader. Um, but we're here and, yeah. and we're growing. Um, and to be in a position that we are being in, to me, it's always humbling because I grew up in Akron. Um, grew up with a single mom. Um, grew up the oldest of three brothers and two brothers in the house and a sister, but more siblings outside of that. So growing up, I always wanted to do something to help other people, but also wanted to grow up and talk shit. So that's why I'm here. Um, <laughs> sorry, um, but on a more serious note, man, I enjoy doing this. And like you said, if you love doing something, you do it. Every Wednesday when this show, every Wednesday I wake up about 3 a.m. I wake up at 3 a.m. period, but before a show, I have so much energy. I'm so juiced. I'm doing promos. I'm trying to promote our guests because I believe that people who, for the people who want to come on this show, to me that that's that's a blessing it, it's humbling and it, it's an honor um from the smallest person to the biggest person with i don't care how many followers i try to give everybody the same respect because i'm humbled that people want to come on here because our first season we couldn't buy a guest we couldn't <laughs> get a guest to save our life and we were struggling we are the promos was bad the, the i didn't have green screens like the cameras looked like trash our logos was horrible you know what i mean it was just the worst but as we've grown and the supporter, you know, we had support, we had haters, and I love them all the same because the haters made us better. The right. people who didn't think we were going to make it drove me to be better. So we're in our fourth season. We've only been doing this for a year, going a year in July, you know. Nice, man. So this is going into two years, um, and we're growing. We actually have a partner, you know. W, shout out to WMIC, our partner who believed in us to bring us on their team to uh, potential do sponsors and all this other stuff. And then I want to shout out to Katrina. Um, talk, I talked to her on the phone, like when she hit me up and she gave me her number where we talked, I was like, this is Toronto. Wait a minute. Whoa. <laughs> this is a little different for me. I don't, I've yeah. been in Canada, but I've never done business. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I want to, I appreciate her and I appreciate, you know, her giving us the opportunity and, taking a chance because i tell anybody i feel like people take a chance on us because we're controversial um we talk shit because we you know we, we, we keep it real. a lot of people see that as um too too rough risky. around the edges yeah. I, that's what i was told i was risky i was i was um they I said the risky. same thing about they said the same thing about arsenio and we still watched it true hey, man <laughs> but you know, just keep the grind, keep it going, man. Grind, and guess where he was from, Cleveland. <laughs> so it yeah. didn't <laughs> But you know, to be able to, and that's why I love doing this because being able to be honest with people, I feel like is a big thing. Being able to speak your mind and not feel like you can't. I tell anybody, say what you feel. You know what I mean? Talk your shit. That's. My mantra, if you're going to talk your shit, talk your shit the best way you can because can't nobody else talk your shit for you. You know, it might be a little harsh when you say it, but what I mean is don't let somebody else tell your story. That's why when you came on, this is your story. I don't want to navigate it. I don't want to push it in a direction. I don't want to push a narrative. It's your story. When you come on this show, it's your story. It's your, it's our privilege to help you push that story, but we're not going to push it in a direction any which way or the other it's your story so i want people to feel like they can come on here and be free 
to say whatever they feel and speak their truths. It's been an honor. Um, tonight mm -hmm. is it was a blast. Like I, I'm probably not gonna sleep tonight. I'm just gonna tell you guys, I don't. <laughs> We're wired. I, well, We're not wired only because point. of the show, but I, I like to do clips. So on what this on what the shit Instagram all one word underscore podcast. I'm pretty sure it's going under there. There will be clips from this show on our Instagram page because why? For the haters, really, it's just for the haters because <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> I don't. We have no other reason than the haters. Um. So again, man, thank you for coming through. Thank you, man. You are always welcome. Um. I'm telling people we're friends. I don't care what you say, sir. We are officially friends, we, and we I'm know, telling people we that. Know the brother. We know the brother. <laughs> who, yeah, I know Riff. I know, know the guys from Lean on me. You know what I mean? <laughs> so you can't tell me nothing for the next two to three weeks. I don't care That's what nobody up. says. Um, but to me that that like I said, that it's an honor to have you on the show. It's an honor to have you want to come back. That that says a lot to me. That, that makes me feel like we're on the right page with everything that's been going on for us on this show. Um, humbling at the same time. Uh, still honoring. Um, I can't wait to see what you have in store. And I can't wait to be there for it because I will be. Um, you are always welcome on the show. Like I said, open door policy. A lot, of people, it, a lot of people don't get that because I had to turn some niggas away because, you know, niggas be niggating. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, you know, they come on your show and put niggas your feet on the couch and all that. You know what I'm saying? I don't appreciate that, but niggas this has been yeah. top 10, one of my best moments in four seasons. That's what's up, um, man. And I'm not saying that because you're here. I'm saying that because the story, the 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 honor of being able to hear your story and to share it with people, but the, just the, like I said, to you, I know they're, they're normal people. To people who are you know, normal people, they're not normal. You know what I mean? And I'm not saying they, like they, they're they not, don't, they, they but, haven't dreamed of even meeting. Not only that, of, of the, when of you the grow up in the hood, everybody, camp. everybody who knows when you grow up in the hood, you always dream of doing more, you know, having more, having a better life, being able to move your parents out of the neighborhood, being able to say you accomplished something that was not just the mundane, like everybody else. So, and I'm not saying like that's a bad thing, but when you're able to do that, it's something that other people want to strive to. It's something that other people look up to and be like, if he can do it. I grew up in Akron. I've met LeBron a couple of times. Um, probably don't even remember me, but the people down the street who I grew up with, they, you know, hang with him. Um, so meeting him and seeing him do his thing, that kind of drove me because it's like, that's a kid from Akron. So, right. That's that drives other kids. So kids, well, if you're watching this show, shame on your parents, goddammit. Shame on you parents. <laughs> if your kids is watching with the shit. I appreciate it, but please don't let your kids watch us. Maybe mm -hmm. the, the uncensored version, but I say that to say we, this. We got there yet. <laughs> never. Never. <laughs> I say that to say this. What you have done needs to be, you know, high spotlight, you know. Um because it, it's it's not every day that people get to have that kind of lineage, you know what I'm saying? That that legacy that you're leaving, you know, from high school until now, you know, you're still going. Like I said, that longevity is a big thing to some people because to get to see somebody doing it this long and this strong lets people know that you can still do it. I don't care. You're never too old. You're never too young. 
You know what I, I mean? You. You, you can still do what you need to do, but you got to do it. Like, you can't yeah. just sit there. You know what I mean? Sometimes you got to lose sleep. Sometimes you got to, you know, change your friends. Sometimes you got to do whatever you got to do to make sure that dream lives. So I'm not going to keep getting along with it. Um, it's late. I appreciate you coming on. Like I said, the door's always open. Thank you, man. Um, I'm going to call you. I'm going I'm to I'm uh, send my number through the, uh, the the message, man, so we can stay connected. Because I want to come back to something that I didn't talk about, and I don't have time to talk about it now. But we also got a book, man. It's called um, Six Part Harmony. I want to tell you about that. And we're going to get back on it. And talk about that and a whole lot of stuff that's going on, man. So just keep me in prayer, brother. Let's get back on. Let's let's talk that shit one more just, time, baby. I'm gonna get the whole group up here and we'll be more than out. one more time, but yes. I got you, but all right? I ain't gonna be cocky, but I'm gonna let y'all know now I got Needy Green's number, so y'all can't tell me a goddamn thing. Ah, <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> uh but no, thank you for coming on. Uh like I said, we really do appreciate it. Um, can't wait to see what you have in store. Loved it. Enjoyed it. Enjoyed this conversation. Uh, thank you to everybody who stuck around. Yeah. And now I'm going to leave you guys with the white woman. We out. <laughs> Oh, folks.